This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Except no substitute. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard, based in Los Angeles, but I'm actually in London right now. Joining me on the other line... Hello, governor. (laughs) Across the Atlantic Ocean in New York is Billboard's editorial director, Jason Lopeshartz. Hello, Jason. What's up, man? Hello, governor. No one talks like that here. (laughs) You know, I... Remember when we hung out in London? That was pretty cool. That's right. We we walked along the River Thames, and yeah. we uh, we uh, you you were going to go to a record store and buy some I records. I did. I did do that. Do you remember what you bought? I do indeed. Um, I bought a uh, <laughs> two very a like Sex Pistols album and the, an album by <laughs> The Clash. <laughs> I bought two albums that I like probably couldn't find in the U.S. I bought a Holly Herndon album and a Royal Headache album. So. That was fun. I was really hoping you would say you bought a Girls Aloud. I know. Album. I'm sorry, man. That's all right. I'm sure all of our all of our uh, English listeners are going to be very <laughs> upset by our terrible, terrible accents. Um, well, um, aside from terrible accents on the pop shop, um, you can always count on a uh, lively discussion about all things pop um, on Billboard's weekly charts on the Billboard Pop Shop podcast, and um, you know, fun chart stats and stories, new music, guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. As always, man. As always. As always. Uh, wh- what are we gonna What are we gonna talk about today, uh, Jason? Well, man, we're going to talk about uh, Sam Smith uh, announcing his long-awaited album. Uh, he talked to, to Billboard, uh, which was very cool. Um, the Rock Hall of Fame nominees and uh, a very touching uh, tribute to both Tom Petty and the Las Vegas Victims uh, by Jason Aldean on Saturday Night Live. I am very excited to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff. Yeah. And, um Yes, because there's one of my favorite acts is among the uh, possible contenders. Ooh. Well, not possible. They're all po- they're they're all contenders. Yep. Um, but we'll explain more about that in a second. Um, plus, in chart news, Shania Twain's back at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Tom Petty's Greatest Hits album re-enters the list at number two, and over on the Billboard Hot 100, J Balvin, Willie William, and Beyonce hit the top ten together with Mi Gente. Uh, yeah. Very cool, man. But first, uh, before we get started, Keith, 
If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never, ever, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating or review while you're at it. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. All right, man. Um, you ready to hit some of the biggest headlines on Billboard.com? No. Yes. Oh, phew. You had me scared, man. Um, <laughs> so where do you want to start? You want to start with Sam Smith? Sure, yeah. So Sam Smith, uh, new album, uh, The Thrill of It All. Um, obviously, his first album, 2014, In the Lonely Hour. And, um, you know, we're we're very excited to have Sam Smith back. He released his uh, new single, Too Good at Goodbyes, uh, a couple weeks ago. And where is that it's a it's a top ten hit. I, I think it's out of the top ten right now in the Hot 100. I guess we'll get to that in a second, Keith. It is out of the top ten already, but yes, it was already in the top ten. But um, very excitingly, yeah. So um, the thrill of it all will will come out later this year. Um, we already have a new song, praying. Uh, that oh, I'm sorry. The prayer, praying, prayer. Did I write that down wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so prepared so prepared is jason um <laughs> why did i uh, why why did i think it's praying but that's but that's kesha that's the, that's kesha's song um his is just called pray pray yeah you know what it's funny because I, justin bieber has a song named pray and i thought so it does was mc hammer praying. so does mc hammer yeah. and um and kesha has praying and and now sam smith just has pray Obviously, your girl Madonna always has like a prayer. Andrea uh, Bocelli has the prayer. Uh, I think uh, so does Sarah Brightman. I think they they actually did the same version of the song. Maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, um, we're getting deep. We're getting deep into we're the prayers. Deep, aren't we? But but obviously, uh, two good at goodbyes debuted in the top ten of the Hot 100. Uh, Pray is a new single that uh, Sam Smith actually worked on with Timbaland. He also performed it on Saturday Night Live last weekend, um, and. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of the new music, man? We we talked a little bit about Too Good of Goodbyes. We did, yeah. You know, um, by the way, the album comes out November third. Uh, by the way, the week before Taylor Swift's album comes out on November tenth. Um, I, you know, I think it was funny when you when when you first started talking about uh, his album being announced and when it's coming um, at the top of our conversation about Sam. Yeah, I I immediately thought, boy, you know, this is like. Is this gonna? This is like the moment. This is gonna be like, can he live up to all of the great promise that the first album set up? And because the the first album was such a successful album, had a bunch of hits on it, and the album did really well. Now, are people going to warmly embrace him, or is there going to be a sophomore slump? And you know, it's not a guarantee. And yes, the first single is off to a, off to a good start, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate into a huge first week or whatever so i wonder i wonder just how nervous he and capitol records are right now about how this album's going to do i haven't heard anything aside from the the first you know the first two songs so you know i don't know i i, I have you heard any more of the music from the album i yet? did not i did not but I, I i have i know people who have heard more and they're they're very high on it and you know i'm i'm excited to hear what sam has and you know uh we have a big new feature in, in the latest issue of Billboard magazine with Sam where he, he opens up about, you know, some of his struggles accepting newfound fame because really it was, it wasn't overnight, but he got very famous very quickly, uh, earned best new artist at the Grammys and, and, and had some trouble trying to figure out what to do, 
um, to, to follow up in the lonely hour. You remember Keith when there was like a mini controversy around him winning the Academy Award and his acceptance speech. So he kind of went, it seems like he kind of went away for a year to a year and a half and, and is now back with a pretty powerful statement. Yeah, he was, he, he often chewed on his foot a lot around those times. So uh, maybe he, um, maybe just wanted to stop chewing on his feet every so often. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, um, um, Keith, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, let's talk about the Rock Hall. Um, the nominees were announced uh, for the class of 2018, um, and uh, 19 acts on the ballot, which which is pretty crazy. Uh, obviously, Radiohead is the big name, but you also have the Moody Blues, Nina Simone, the Eurythmics, Bon Jovi, uh, Dire Straits, and and my fave, uh, my girl Kate Bush. Um, is the, she really your fave? Oh man, uh, you know what's funny is like I I was actually online and. I, I, you know, yeah, those t-shirt stores like, uh, that, that you can buy those custom tees there. I found a custom t-shirt that just says, listen to more Kate Bush. And I kind of want to buy it. I might, I might have to buy that. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge, huge Kate Bush fan. Um, so I hope she makes it. Um, what was your reaction to this crop of nominees? I'm still having a hard time figuring out how many there are. I feel like there's anywhere between 17 and 19, depending yeah, on how I, you count and what 19, you count. I think 19 is the official number. Um, well, I'll go with, with that. And if that number's wrong, blame Jason. Um, my um, immediate reaction was super stoked to see Depeche Mode on the list, on the long list. Um, super stoked to see the Eurythmics on yeah, the list. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, it, I mean, I, obviously, I think the only like super lock on this list, and by the way, for... Uh, for the folks listening, the way this works is these are just the nominees. And what will happen now is that the actual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame voters will take this list and vote and whittle it down to something like six or seven around about actual nominees, like people that will actually get inducted next year. And I think they announced those people, I want to say like maybe in December or something like that. I could be wrong. Um, so people always do this kind of like, oh, who's going to get the vote and who's going to make it in and, you know, yada, yada, like who's actually going to get the support? And there's all this like, you know, sort of, you know, who's going to make it type conversation. Yeah. And I think the only lock is Radiohead yeah. out of this whole shebang. And everyone else is like, well, I don't know. And he was like, Kate Bush. Oh, I mean, prob- I mean, pro- she's not exactly, you know, immediately on the tip of every rock yeah. fan's tongue, you know. Hall of Famer in my heart. That's what I'll, that's all I'll say. I do think I do think the other lock, if they're oddly enough, I guess. Um, I think Nina Simone's going to get in. I, I really do. I think that she's kind of had this um, resurgence of popularity, um, maybe yeah. because of the uh, maybe because of the documentary. Uh, but I, I really do think that um, she's someone that people are really going to push for, um, and uh, I think her importance in in music history is just so obvious that I, I think that she's going to make it in. And there's, there's always a remarkable lack of women that are in yeah. the rock and roll hall of fame. Um, so it would be cool if Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Could yes. Get in. That'd be awesome. Uh, they're nominated this year. Um, obviously it'd be great if the Eurythmics got in because one half of the Eurythmics is Annie Lennox. Um, and that's actually kind of helping the Eurythmics because you think, Oh, Eurythmics, very eighties synth pop. 
you know, pop rock kind of band duo. But then you think, well, it's also kind of in a way recognizing the individual careers of the two artists, Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox, which went on after Eurythmics ended to have an incredibly well-received and critically adored careers individually. So you have to think of it that way. Like, And I think this year, Bon Jovi is kind of like the journey vote, yeah. I suppose. Because Journey got in last year. Bon Jovi is kind of like the populist rock and roll, pop rock, you know, vote where, you know, on the one hand, you know, you want people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that are influential and popular. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of sort of rock and roll purists might be like, oh, well, who is Bon Jovi influenced? I'm like, well, you know, I mean, it, it can't all be, you know, clash uh, type you know, influencers. I mean, Bon Jovi influenced lots of people. <laughs> I mean, right, Jason? What of course, do you think? Of course, man. Influenced me. I wear, I, I wear those, uh, I don't know. I actually, I don't, wear, I, don't fashion. Wear any, <laughs> I don't wear any Bon Jovi. Um, but we will see uh, next April the, um, not ob- obviously not the, the honorees, but the, the actual ceremony will happen next April. I, I went actually to the, the 2017 Rock Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. First one I went to, uh, had a total blast, um, so can't wow. recommend that enough. Um, I didn't. I, I I didn't. I I went to the red carpet of one once, but I didn't actually get to go inside. I just interviewed people Aww. on the red carpet. It's really sad, man. Twenty eighteen's yeah. your year. That's Indu- all right. Induct you, man. Induct How, you. Yeah, you could you could make it into the rock hall as like you know chart honoree. I like sure. That. So yeah. <laughs> we got to move on. Uh, Jason Aldean again made his first performance um, since the the tragedy in Las Vegas on Saturday Night Live. It was the cold open on Saturday night. Um, he uh, he basically delivered a, uh, a speech to the camera before tying into the other major music event last week, the, the death of Tom Teddy, uh, when he performed I Won't Back Down. Before that, he said, um, this week we witnessed one of the worst tragedies in American history, like everyone, I'm struggling to understand what happened that night and how to pick up the pieces and start to heal. So many people are hurting. There are children, parents, brothers, sisters, friends. They're all part of our family. So I want to say to them, we hurt for you and we hurt with you, but you can be sure that we're going to walk through these tough times together every step of the way because when America is at its best, our bond and our spirit, it's unbreakable. And he performed I Won't Back Down. It was it was pretty touching. I actually watched it uh, on Saturday night in real time. Um you know, it it, it kind of reminded me of uh, last year um, following the the election. They had Kate McKinnon as Hillary Clinton perform Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah because Leonard Cohen had passed away. So, kind of tying two things together into one performance. Um, right. But I, I I thought it was definitely emotional, and uh, it was good to see Al Dean up on that stage. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a interesting way, an effective way to combine two. <sighs> sort of memorials into one. Um, and, you know, it was uh, appropriate, I think. Uh, it's also tough to pull these things off. And, you know, so it's, it's no matter what, I think no matter what they had done, there probably would have been someone that said, oh, well, is this really the right tone? And it seems like he struck the right tone and SNL struck the right tone. And it was the right, it was the right thing to do and the right way to do it. Well, man, um, so a, a busy week in terms of SNL because Sam Smith popped up there. Um, yeah. Let's do it, man. It's, 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 we got to talk yeah. about those charts. 
You want to talk about charts? Uh, we don't have to. Oh, I mean, come on. Always. <laughs> um, well, let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts right now. Number one on the Billboard 200. Shania Twain's back at the top of the chart with her new album, Now. Number two, uh, the late Tom Petty is remembered on the chart as his greatest hits album re-enters at number two. And number three... Uh, on the Billboard Hot 100, J Balvin, Willie William, and Beyonce fly into the top 10 with Mi Gente. All right, let's break down each of these individually. First up, Shania Twain, the country pop diva's new <laughs> Now album. Shania! Um, her first studio release in nearly 15 years debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. It's her second number one following 2002's Up, which was also her last studio record. 15 um, years. Unbelievable. Almost 15 years ago, which is just ridiculous. Um, now starts with 137,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending October 5th, according to Nielsen Music. Of that sum, 134,000 were in traditional album sales, helped out like so many other number ones this year, by a successful concert ticket album redemption sale offer. As Jason always teases me about how I make those things sound so sexy. You really do. I love it. Yeah. Um, now is just the second country album to hit number one in 2017, following Thomas Rhett's Life Changes. And believe it or not... In all of 2016, just one country album hit number one, Jason Aldean's They Don't Know. So already we're doing better this year than we did last year, now that we have two country number ones. Um, also, crazily enough, now is the first country album by a woman to be number one in over three years since way back in the summer of 2014 when Miranda Lambert's Platinum spent a week at number one. Jason, here's also something kind of interesting. Only 11 female country artists have hit number one in the history of the Billboard 200 chart. And obviously, Shania Twain and Miranda Lambert are two of those 11. I'm not going to ask you to name the other nine. I can do it. But I, I can totally do it. Taylor it's Swift. total... Faith Hill, Reba McIntyre, <laughs> Carrie Underwood, Leanne Rimes, Gretchen Wilson, Linda Ronstadt, Olivia Newton-John, and Bobby Gentry. I just did it's it. Off my, it's off a, the top of my head. Um, I don't believe that's <laughs> a truthful statement because he may have notes in front of him that I, I may or may not that. have provided. I would never do that. Well, um, here's something that you don't have the answer to, Jason. Oh, boy. All right. Shana Shania has only had two number ones, Now and Up. That means her hugely successful album, Come On Over, did not hit number one. Are you eating food over there? Are you opening up things? What are you I'm doing, not, Jason? I'm not. I'm actually, I, I was like crinkling a paper. I can't believe you can hear that. It sounds Ears like you're unwrapping steel. Christmas presents. <laughs> um, that means Come On Over did not hit number one, despite spending 53 weeks in the top 10. Come On Over spent two weeks at number two behind two different number one albums. Do you do you have any wild guesses as to what two albums blocked Come On Over from number one? Can you tell me the year again? 1997. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was 97. Well, um, I'll, I'll give you a hint. One of them is a rapper and one of them is a 
grand dame, a pop diva of huge diva heights. Is it, uh, is Celine? Is Celine, is that, that's like prime Celine territory. No, you're, you're in the ballpark because Celine has recorded with this artist. Um, but a much, much grander of a diva. Like legendary. Decades uh, and decades ahead of Celine. Is it like Cher? No, Barbara Streisand's Higher uh, Ground. Okay. And then the other one is a is a rap album by someone who is no longer actively really I like, was gonna a recording say, I, is artist. It, is, it, is it Will Smith? No, uh, it's someone who I think like retired and became like a preacher maybe or oh, born Mace. again. Mace. Mace. Oh, that's great. What, what was his deal with Harlem? Okay, it was Harlem World was the yeah. album. So what 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 happened to Mace? Did he retire? Yeah, he and... became he became a preacher. Um, there you go. And then he and then he came back to rap with uh, "Welcome Back," which was uh, sampled the "Welcome Back" Cotter theme song. Of course, right. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. Um, the late Tom Petty is celebrated on the Billboard 200 chart as five of the Rockers' albums return to the list led by his greatest hits set at number two. Uh, the hits album bounces back onto the list with 84,000 units, which is up more than 2,000% um, earned during the tracking week. Um, and of that sum, 52,000 were in traditional album sales. Greatest hits initially peaked at number five back in February of 1994, following its release the previous year. Uh, Petty's four other albums on the chart, by the way, are Wildflowers, Anthology Through the Years, Damn the Torpedoes, and Full Moon Fever. Now, could Greatest Hits go to number one next week? That's the question of the moment. Uh, right now, as we are recording this on Monday, um, bum, bum, bum. It, it has a shot. Um, by the time you guys hear this show on Tuesday, <laughs> we might have a clearer picture because right now it's a little bit murky. Um, there's a couple new albums that just came out, including albums by NF and uh, Little Pump, as well as Post Malone's Stony album, which has a shot, at least right now. So who knows? Uh, stay tuned to Billboard.com. We will have more clarity on this, hopefully, by the time you have downloaded this podcast on Tuesday. Um, last thing, Mi Gente by J Balvin yeah. and, and Willie William, and now featuring Beyonce rises 21 to 3 on the Billboard Hot 100 thanks to the popularity of a newly released remix featuring the diva. The song zooms 14 to 5 on the streaming songs chart and jumps 34 to 1 on the digital song sales chart. It sold 79,000 downloads last week, by the way. Um, notably, all of Beyonce's proceeds from the remix are going to hurricane relief charities for Puerto Rico. Um, Mexico and the other affected Caribbean islands. Um, this is also the first top 10 hit for both J Balvin and William and the 17th top 10 for Beyonce. And it's her first top 10 since formation uh, back in 2016 and her highest charting single since Drunk in Love with Jay-Z hit number two in February of 2014. It's been a moment since she's been this high on the chart. A uh, couple last things in the Hot 100 Top 10, because there's a little bit of movement. Um, and some of the things we actually talked about last week, in fact. Imagine Dragons get their fourth Top 10 hit as Thunder jumps 17 to 7. And it's actually the second Top 10 single from their Evolve album after Believer, which actually falls out of the Top 10 this week. Um, unbelievable. I mean, I, I don't want to get too in-depth here, but just an unbelievable year for Imagine Dragons. It's just like not... There's no other... 
super comebacks um, <laughs> that are scoring multiple hits in the in the top ten in the Hot 100. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's 21 yeah. pilots last year, and and these guys that this was year, it. It's 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 pretty rare. I think I think um, th- you know this is Imagine Dragons' third full length album. Of course, the first album had Demons and Radioactive, and had a bunch of hit singles. The second album. Not so much. Like it. Yeah, I it, bet my life. It, and yeah, it, it wasn't a big hit, but now, no. now they're back. Now they're back, and with incredibly catchy songs, and you know, a lot of incredibly great placements in TV commercials this year. These songs, "Believer" and "Thunder," have been all over um, TV commercials throughout the year, and I think that's really helping them a lot. And that's part of the reason why "Thunder" jumps uh, into the top ten because of its use um, in TV commercials. Yep. Um, Oh, also in the top 10, Demi Lovato sets a new personal best on the Hot 100 as Sorry Not Sorry rises 10 to 8, becoming her highest charting single ever. So lots of stuff happening in the top 10 this week. I think it's and time. I think it's time, man. No, it's not. It's not. Go ahead. It's not. It's not time for what you may have thought it was time for because um, in related news... There's another charity single, because, you, know, you know, the Beyonce, J Balvin, Willie William track is a, sort of a charity single. There's another charity single that's on track to make a splash on the Hot 100 next week. Almost Like Praying by Lin-Manuel Miranda, featuring artists for Puerto Rico. The all-star track features everyone from Jennifer Lopez and Luis Fonsi to Gloria Stefan and Camila Cabello. And proceeds of the song will go directly to HispanicFederation.org to help those affected by Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. Um, Jason, what do you think of the song? I think it's really good. I, it, it's cool because I saw like, you know, um, Lin Manuel like message these these guys on Twitter. Um, at least as at least Camila and uh, be like, hey, I got got something, and and it, it's cool to. He he's had a really integral part in um, you know outreach for for relief efforts. So uh, I like the song, and and it's obviously for a great cause. Yeah. Um, well, I think now you can say it's time, Jason. It's time for. Let's do it, man. Charts of the week. Of the week. <laughs> 20 years ago, this is what happens when we have a delay across an ocean. Like, there's like a millisecond of a delay between when Jason and I talk, so we have the most of seamless conversation. Um, 20 years ago this week, Elton John topped the Hot 100 with Candle in the Wind, 1997. His tribute to his late friend, Diana, Princess of Wales. The song debuted atop the chart dated October 11th, 1997, and spent 14 weeks at number one, and remains John's biggest hit on the chart. Diana was killed in a car accident on August 31st of that year, and John, a friend of Diana, was invited to sing at her funeral on September 6th. John consulted with his longtime lyricist partner, Bernie Toppin, and the two of them decided to compose new, Diana-specific lyrics to John's song, Candle in the Wind. John gave a one-time-only performance of the rewritten candle with new lyrics such as Goodbye, England's Rose, at the globally televised funeral. And on September 23rd, that version, Candle in the Wind 1997, was released as a double-sided charity single with John's then-radio hit at the time, Something About the Way You Look Tonight. The single quickly set a Nielsen Music-era record of 3.4 million singles sold in the first week of its release in the United States. And remember, this was back when singles were released on physical formats. That means Candle sold 3.4 million copies all on CD and cassette singles. It's just crazy. 
back when you there was nothing the internet didn't exist as we know it um in total the single has sold 8.8 million copies nearly all from its physical release with only a small number of downloads sold and all of John and Toppin's royalties, along with his record company's profits, uh, went to the Diana Princess of Wales Memorial Fund to benefit Diana's favorite charity. So there you have it. 20 years ago this week, Elton John hit number one with Candle in the Wind, 1997. All right, J-Dog, do you have any parting words? Um, I don't think so, man. That was a good show. Yeah, I hope so. I hope 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 you guys thought it was good. Yeah, <laughs> we're 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 uh, we're uh, coming to you from a transatlantic crossing yeah. pop shop. Well, sort you know of what? Thing. I, you know what? I think we got to go out on what? Welcome back by Mace. Sure. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.